Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace, family. It's another episode of 19 Keys. This time I'm bringing up the archives from an interview, a legendary interview that me, um, Ben X, and Riza Islam participated when we was in New York. This is a powerful, powerful interview. Um, as well, if you've been enjoying the content, please support. Please support. Um, you can support by going to your local Anchor podcast and becoming a sponsor of it. Um, sharing it as well as also support. And going to the website, www.crowns19.com. We want to continue to bring you more content. I'm loving all of the feedback. Keep bringing the messages. Keep sending me the DMs. Thank you. Thank you. But without further ado, because we're going to do enough talking in this episode, listen to this episode of The Changing Paradigm and what it means. Tap in. And they was talking all that hot ish. Yeah. Well, the prophets ain't apostles here. The gospel is the gossip. I'm a science project. Try and pocket this rhyming process. Watch us. Information going through lines. Fiber optics. This is Molly Cyrus in a freak phase. The naked truth. Don't be Ray Carruth in a trunk punk. Just take the truth. Your Daisy Dukes at a night show. I raid your room. Change the mood. That was like though, yeah. Break a fuse if they refuse. This snapping. Shots without the flashes. If I was ever in a pit with you, I harass me. Your storyboard magic, they had it. To be real, our ears over the field like 100 yard passes. Uh, score the basket, order more caskets. Only way they getting bypasses is gastric. I'm tapped in, it's too late. Fix your face, this is sleeping on a killer in a cabin by Crystal Lake. Lord, we got rent to raise, they gon' need to raise the rim. They gon' need a cage in that gymnasium. I play the wind, will still chamberlain. Put the globe on my middle finger and made it spin. They gon' need to raise the rim. Peace family, welcome to another episode. Underground Railroad Productions. This show's brother Rich, aka Black Magic. Got a powerful lineup for y'all today, man. Won't y'all? Introduce yourselves, starting with uh, the brother to the left or the right to, or to the people. Um, you know, this is my third time being on Black Magic. For those who don't know, I'm 19 Keys. 
19 keys of unlocking the mind, shifting the paradigm, creating a whole new pattern of thinking, creating keys so you can unlock someone and uh, be a key for the people that's around you. So I'm tapped in with my good bros. Yes, sir. Uh, brother Ben X, as you, you all may know me as, um, a part of the paradigm shifting, uh, the shifters on officially on the team, yes, sir. a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, just striving to be an example of what a God is and striving to put our information and the teachings to wake up the God in you. That's right, and Brother Reza Islam just dropping facts to get up and make you act, be right and exact with the people, another striving student under the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, hailing from the West Coast, and I'm here... Uh, newly inducted into the team called <laughs> Paradigm the Shifters. Shifters. Man, the Shifters. And we, we just kind of like jumped into this thing and I said, you know what, let me go ahead and, uh, and, and add to my brothers uh, as a young guy will do. Indeed, man. It's yes. good to have young brothers represent yes, on the platform. Well, let me start off since y'all define for me exactly what a Paradigm Shifter is. Well, mm. What do you mean by that Paradigm Shifter? You know, a Paradigm represents a pattern, you know. Most of the time, what we have right now is a paradigm paralysis. It means that we fell into take on a new concept of thinking, a new program of thinking. We stuck in the old models and we stuck by that paradigm and the reason we can't shift it because we're not aware of it. We're not aware of all of the things that created that make up of it. So in order for a person to shift the paradigm, they have to create a new model of thinking, a new model of patterns, a new program. So what we do is, I always tell people, you know, the arithmetic to a frequency is how frequently something happens. So if we come on here two days a week, you know, and that's seven days, then the frequency is 14 hertz. So if we wanted to shift a paradigm and let's say our paradigm shift is 100 hertz, then we know how many weeks we got to go up there by that arithmetic. So I like to put it in that, that, um, that cadence, that stance of thought, because I want people to understand that this is something they have a real capability of doing. And anybody that changes the pattern, anybody that changes the environment, anybody that changes the way someone thinks, anybody that introduces a new language, new ideas, that impression of people on unlocked minds away from what's been already set, then they paradigm shift us. But it's important for us to introduce this new language because it represents a paradigm shift. When the internet came and they had memes and hashtags, the fact that we was using that language represented a new paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. So when you become conscious, like, wait a minute, I hear new languages. That means the shift is happening. But the thing is, you don't have to just watch them, you can create them. So me and my brothers, we get together, man, and um, we call it the shifters, man, for one, just so it'd be easy to recognize, just so you had that language in your own mind to where you say it frequently, to where you understand that you are part of it too. We just representatives of paradigm shifts because every day we wake up, we change the world because we change minds. And so we think that we gotta wait another 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years to change what's been happening in this black paradigm, but we can do it today and the world will be changed tomorrow because if you put us in front of a billion people, then we just change the billion people's lives and we shift the pattern of their thinking by introducing a new model of thinking. And for me, paradigm shifting is basically changing the mindsets. And of course, you can't do anything without a conscious thought. So changing the mindsets and changing the actions within the people. So, for example, for me, uh, changing the way certain things are getting done. You may know about the Final Call newspaper of Muhammad Speaks, 
with us being a young guy coming to the nation of Islam, we still go out with the paper, but I've bossed up and also sell it online as well. So I have almost 100 customers online as well. So not only do I have mm. customers in the streets, but I send a PDF version. So not only are we still getting the same thing done, but we changing and we shifting the way we're doing certain things. So with social media, we're able to convert and we're able to reach many people, millions, like you said. Right. I got over maybe 300 million views. And like you said, whenever you touch somebody, you change the mind because mind represents man. So when you change that mind, you are changing that man or you are changing that woman and the feedback that we're getting we're getting feedback like y'all are changing the world and we are changing the mindset of, of, of the youth and I feel like whenever we can change the youth we are changing the world because the youth is the future absolutely and I'll just add on to that just to dovetail my brothers really quick the one thing is seeing how the average thought travels at 24 billion miles per second that means that the faster you're able to get a thought that will go into your mind your reality which will be the physical reality outside of your own self universe will change just as fast as you're able to think it so our brothers will give a new idea that will change your life, that will help you to change others' lives. Same thing we do in the Nation of Islam, just being good representatives, brothers who are out here showing you that you can do more than just rob, shoot, and do all that. A lot of us came up out of that lifestyle anyway, or should I say that death style. And what we do on my end, I try to drop as many facts and solutions in 60 seconds or less. That way we don't even have the excuse of saying, man, I ain't trying to watch no two-hour lecture. Mm. I can't I can't do the the, the, the the 90 minute lecture, man. I, I love all the information, but it's just so long so much. So I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and grab what all of our greats have given us, condense it in such a quick mm. bullet form that goes straight into the recesses of the mind to where it opens up everything that you that you have already within yourself that has been untapped and been locked away for so long. So we each have our own unique way as brothers to shift the paradigm or the average normal way things have been going to where now we can actually realize that true freedom justice and equality because the new world is a new man and a new woman with a new mind i want to ask y'all uh one of the biggest criticism since you mentioned the internet era and how things change i've noticed people give to the nation of islam mm. is that y'all played out you know, y'all, it's, 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 you know, interesting that it's called paradigm shifters because a lot of people think y'all part of the old paradigm. Mm. So if you're shifting this paradigm and we're entering a new paradigm, where does the nation of Islam fit in where there's people feel as though there's information that is superior mm. to the teachings that were taught in the 60s and 70s because we're supposed to evolve. So how is the nation of Islam going to fit into this new paradigm and this new way of thinking? With all this information that's out right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty easy. You know, um, when you look at the root of a lot of the people that, that, that call it superior knowledge, you can trace it back to the Nation of Islam. There's been people who came out about uh, on YouTube and kind of <clears throat> criticized the Nation of Islam. And when you get down into their videos, you get down into their teachings, you break it down. It's pretty much the root of it is the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And a lot of them were even admitted in their own interviews and in their videos. So when it comes to where we're going to fit in at, I believe we're doing a great job at showing where we fit in at. All of us are products of the Nation of Islam. All of us are products of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And the feedback that we have gotten from the youth, because see, there's one thing about getting a lot of views. 
views and that's one thing about getting a lot of likes but I come up hearing that you can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears so the fruit that this brother is bearing the fruit that I'm bearing the fruit that he's bearing and we are fruit from the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan and a lot of the rappers that's coming out conscious they fruits of the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan no matter if they in the nation no matter if they FOI or not we doing it just for example look at the crown mm. back in the day they had the feds but look at the crown on, now man. you got conscious people putting it in movies this brother right here in movies now he's yes, in music yes. videos now so what we're doing in. is all we're doing is shifting the way it's done but it's still the foundation is the teaching so we when we talk about what we need as a people as black people we need land we need schools we need food when you look at the nation of Islam we got land we got food and we got schools so we got everything mm -hmm. that we're doing but what we're doing is we're just shifting it and we're making it more unique and we're bringing a whole bunch of youth in so you may not see it on social media because of, uh, only a few of us on social media but we're getting around and we're filming some of the elders and showing the work that they're doing as well and you'll be surprised at how many youth are in our DM. So for example, the brother was talking about some awards and about how we should we should start honoring the youth and put more youth into it. So Brother Nuri talked about a youthless movement is a useless movement. Right. So when you look at these different movements and you look at these different organizations, we actually are an organization. So if you kill one man, you don't kill the organization. Mm -hmm. So if you let's say for example, if you do kill Farrakhan, you got three more Farrakhans mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. If you kill us three, you got some more coming up. So we are actual program that's producing the youth and we're not just fruits of it now we producing our own fruit now we got brothers in our dm trying to become foy and if they're not becoming foy they just being supporters and they fought on our foundation so that's what we fit in that we all up in it hey hey um <laughs> the dominant frequency always wins so when you look at the history of the nation of islam the greatest paradigm shift of all time was master Arthur muhammad mm -hmm. and he did that by laying the seeds and the keys into elijah muhammad honorable elijah muhammad and when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and took the impression of those minds that he was talking to that were down in the bottom and he told them that the black man was God and he introduced to them a new knowledge, he sparked a chain reaction, something that they had never had before ever in their life. Matter of fact, they didn't even, people weren't even coming to the poor class black people with consciousness. They was only going to the middle class at that time. So, he was circumnavigating where people weren't even looking. And therefore, he created such a powerful paradigm shift that you got two brothers like us that's sitting in front of you continuing to work. But we're not waiting for Elijah Muhammad tell me what to do now in 2018. We take that information, pattern our own minds, and then we can become shifters in the same light to where a hundred years from now, brothers will be looking back at what the brother Ben did and what 19 Keys did and Rizzo Islam did and everybody else that's within that same network. Now to directly answer your question, when it comes to building a nation, you got to have food, clothing, shelter, and now you want to say technology. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it's a very real thing that us brothers, I'm going to speak it into it right now, are going to work with individuals who have the resources, whether they're in the nation or whether they're outside the nation. Because you can't look within the nation to ask where the resources because most of the nations on the outside, that's not why they within. Then Elijah Muhammad traveled overseas to go get deals on fish markets and things of that nature that's and bring right. them here. Them people weren't all Muslims. So we understand that the power is being able to go wherever the power is and then bringing it back home. So if we got to develop our own, well, not do we got to, but we have to develop our own technology, develop our own social media. We using this as a platform of engagement because that's where the intention is. And where the attention is, where the energy is, where the energy is, is where things manifest.
So we taking this platform and we using it as a way to fish. And then once we hook it all in, we say, okay, now I know y'all looked at us in year one and year two, but how many people would have, if we had social media, would have criticized Masawar Muhammad or Elijah Muhammad in the 30s? Like, what is y'all brothers building? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, can Big we time. build though? Right. Like, but we building though. Right. So, but the eventuality of this building is we're going to be rich and righteous like I talked about last time. And we're going to build a nation that sustains itself. That has, as we do now, organization, like you say, organizations only fear organizations. Mm -hmm. So we have to be organized because we are organism, but we are all the internal parts. And all the internal parts have to work together so that it's a well-oiled machine. So we got to have grocery stores. And there are grocery stores already within the nation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But of course, when we look at anything that we have, we have to say, you know, we, you're right. We got to do that times 10. Mm -hmm. So instead of complaining about what we don't have, we just say, you know what? We're going to upgrade that by mobilizing together, grabbing as much attention, energy, power, resources, connecting with all the other paradigm shifters who may have different doctrines, dialects, languages, uh, states, countries, whatever the hell they at, and say, we just go pull the resources and work together. Instead of saying we're going to pull the resources, mm -hmm. we having those actual conversations turning that into mobility and then it'd be exactly. like yo look three years down the line man this is what we produce from the young guys coming together that you was criticizing day one yeah. exactly see and that's the that's the thing we're talking the nation of islam which is friendship in all walks of life see a lot of people will criticize the nation and say oh y'all just look out for the nation oh y'all only look out for the muslims something happened y'all only look out for yourselves like no 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 every nation looks out for its own but if you knew that you are already a member of the nation of islam which is what we're taught that all original people are members by birth, by nature. See, we're all family. So if my brother over here is a Moor and he has some schools, I'm going to do business with my brother. Thanks. If my family over here, some of my Mexican Chicano family, they have some grocery stores and they say, listen, let's, let's, let's go ahead and do some business with your fish, your bean pies, whatever y'all have, your groceries. We can, we can barter, come together and do that. See, we are taught to have friendship in all walks of life. And not only that, but this has been successful since 1930. And when the government came in in the 70s, they destroyed it for a small period of time. Then the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan <laughs> said, you know what, I'm not about to let this go down. He brought it all the way back from destruction totally and resurrected the entire teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, resurrected the final mm. call in newspaper building on, on his, with his own money, yeah. going on speaking tours just to resurrect the number one, number one, uh, black-owned news publication on the planet, which is the Final Call newspaper. Mm, now, tours, huh? now on digital. Now in full effect, so it's on paper, but it's also on digital. So the thing is, results is what people want. Results are what speak to the people. Statistics, numbers, they want to see how successful are you. And so not only has it been proven to be successful, but we're not walking around boasting and putting everybody else down. No, all we want to do is uplift all of our people starting first because we are those who have been destroyed from the very beginning. So we have to resurrect the original man and woman mm. first. We have to resurrect their mentality, give them the knowledge of self, knowledge of who they are, the time and what must be done today. We have to establish a separate state and territory like a little China, like little Armenia, like little Cambodia, like all the Jewish districts, like all of these separate but equals what they call them. But they're all separate. They have their own everything. And so they don't need to beg anybody, vote for anything or attack each other. They simply do for self. And that is exactly what we are doing. So the question was, brother, how is the nation relevant? 
Well, we took everything that we learned from all of the greats from Master Farah Muhammad, Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Brother Malcolm X, El Hashim Malik, El Shabazz, the Honorable Mrs. Farrakhan, Dr. Kala Muhammad, you can go down the whole list. We took it all and we brought it to a digestible language for the people today. That's why a lot of the celebrities, you hear them say Asalaamu Alaikum from Snoop mm -hmm. to Nas to Cube to put, they all, they know what it is. And so we use all of the information that we have and we simply put it into the ethers of the analog digital world. Uh, you can say, and so I do my part, Brother Ben does his part, Brother Keys does his part, and we always maintain our integrity because we know what it did for us and our family. So we can't sit here and act as though it can't help you and it can't help everyone else that we introduce it to. So the Nation of Islam definitely will remain relevant as long as young brothers like us take a hold of it and push <clears throat> it out to the world. Speaking on this new paradigm, I was reading an article uh, probably about a month ago and they were saying how organizations are losing a lot of members, uh, religious organizations. I, I think they was talking about the um, Christian churches down south or something like that. But my question to you guys is, you know, we're talking about this new paradigm and the paradigm shifting. One of the complaints people have constantly about organizations is that, you know, the leader becomes like Jesus to all the organizations. So we have a situation where people feel like people started to worship Elijah. People started to worship Dr. York. People started to worship whoever was the head of that or of whatever organization. So do you feel as though, you know, talk to the people about being in an organization but not worshiping the person that's the head of that organization? Um, I'll speak on that briefly. Uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, in many of his lectures, he always talks about follow, but don't worship me. He always reminds us not to worship him. And uh, he even said, you know, shoot, we'll, we'll slap you silly for worshiping him. Now, of course, he was just joking, but he's serious about not worshiping him because he understands once you begin to worship a finite body, once that finite body goes, you're going to feel like you lost your savior, which he is a savior in a way, but we're going to feel like we lost God because you begin to worship that person as the God, as in his body is God and it's, and it's not his morals, it is not his principles. So when it talks about an organization and to give advice to an organization, Yes, you may admire a man and there's nothing wrong with admiring a man or having a spiritual father. However, it's not his finite body that's important. It's not his finite body that is um, that's changing the lives. It's the spirit within. It's the supreme intelligence within. It's the morals, the character within. So instead of worshiping a human being or, as he says, worship my, worship my personality, no, worship how I'm morally correct. Peace, family. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I know I told you it was going to be powerful. I uh, just want to remind you to support the podcast. Peace. Worship how I have patience with my people. Worship how I take plenty. These are all attributes of God. Be beneficent. Be merciful. Now, of course, Allah is the most, but no, you take on these characteristics and that's what's going to live on. Kind of like a light bulb. If you have that light bulb right there, the light bulb is the reason that the light bulb is on, but it's electricity that goes through the light bulb that makes the light bulb be on. But you can't necessarily see the electricity. So if I knock that light bulb out or I knock it down, yes, I may not see the light, but the electricity is still there. It may be in that light. Mm. So the same way that the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan has a life for us, when that light goes out, he has now given us life. He has charged us up. So when he's no longer here, we're still going to be here. So that's why he says, I can't die. 
That's why we say the Honorable Elijah Muhammad can't die because it's not necessarily their bodies, it's the supreme intelligence within them that's going to be passed on to human beings. I believe that's what eternal life really is. Again, we believe man is mind. So if I use my mind correctly on earth and I impute it into children, I impute, and I impute it into my and to my children in particular, I can live on forever. Mm -hmm. When you think about the iPhone, when you think about Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs started with iPhone 1. Now, he's physically gone from us, but his mind's still going with the iPhone 2, 3, 4. Now, we all the way up to 10, and we might be up to whatever, but he's still making decisions here on Earth, even though he's not physically here. So, the way that we uh, function in organizations is about playing your role and understanding that that person Yes, he may be important. Yes, hey, he may be the one that molded us all together, but don't take on his personality. Take on the mores and the spirit within. If I may um, hit just a small point on that, because my brother is 1,000% correct. And the people who have that criticism of worshiping <coughs> man is 100% correct. Mm -hmm. Because when a person drops a, like when Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, came out, and he has his body of knowledge that he put out there for the people and what we know as the Holy Quran. It was not to worship Prophet Muhammad, but to worship Allah. Mm -hmm. But you have what they call Muhammadians, that mm -hmm. they worship so-called the Prophet more than they do Allah. And this actually causes turmoil and conflict in between them because you're worshiping the man instead of the source, the knowledge. It was never supposed to worship the messenger but it was supposed to absorb the message. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, you see a lot of things fall because of that. They got what they call the mathematical code that was supposedly broken by Rashad Khalifa. And what he say he discovered in the Holy Quran was a 19 mathematical code. And within that code, he said he was able to discover certain arithmetics that added up to the number 19 within the verses, within the names of Allah dropping, the surahs, all of it. But he said what happened was there was at one point in time that they asked all of the different scholars and scribes to recompose the Quran. And they converged with each other and they said, can I throw in this extra verse? And they looked at the verse and they said, well, this, is, this is fine. Sure, you can throw that in there. No problem. And it was a beautiful verse. This, I believe it says something about, you know, uh, uh, all praises due to Allah for Muhammad. And, you know, it, it basically added in Muhammad before the worship of Allah. And what they found was when he put together this mathematical code and he computed the Quran, he said he found that something was off because one of the surahs or verses or something like that didn't add up to 19. And so what he said in his mind is that he broke down this mathematical code to find this verse that was added in. And it was the one that was about Prophet Muhammad. And he said what came from that was a was a war and some of Prophet Muhammad's family dying and, you know, a, 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 a misworship. And he said basically anything that didn't add up to that number 19 was the truth that needed to be taken out of the Quran. And he computed that to say, you know, the 19 being over the Quran and things of that nature. But the story for me is the interpretation of things being protected by the truth. When you keep the message 100% pure, it's protected by the truth. But when you start worshiping the man and adding to and taking from, then that's when you have this pattern of things that end up happening that's disruptive. That's when you have individuals who change the paradigm for the worse. Because if people would have just took the pure knowledge and used it for what it is, 
oftentimes you will go far and that message will become a solution. But people end up worshiping the man. People end up worshiping the faults of the man. Then people will characterize the knowledge by the faults of the man. So when I think about the number 19 and the way I wrap it around, the reason they call me 19 keys and things of that nature is because it's a mathematical truth that's designed within the world. But the worship of man is those things that lead us into falsehood and lead us into that disruption of a paradigm to where we end up failing as individuals and as collectives. So I agree with anybody when they talk about don't worship a man because all the men that I follow will say the same thing. Exactly. And so I would be doing them, uh, 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 I wouldn't even be following them if I did that. So for me, when I see the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Mr. Louis Farrakhan, I say, man, I want to inspire to stand on the side of them one day. But I know that I can't just have it in ego to be like, all right, I'm confident enough to do it. No, I have to actually raise myself up to that level of thinking, that pattern of thinking. So if a person is following, they should be following for the point to become a leader. <clears throat> so for me, I tell my brothers, it's not about following the teachings, it's about becoming them. That's what it is for me. I want to become them. I definitely want to do what Minister Farrakhan done and more. And if you don't have that aspiration with the teachings, then you're not following them correctly. What you mean you don't want to do what the messenger did with the message and more? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of going on, but I love this That's question real. because you got to protect the truth. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you get the following falsehood. Exactly. See, and let me just go ahead and dovetail and just add my little piece that is, brother. I'll tell you this. We worship no man. We worship no man. Mm. You worship the creator who created the man. And because you worship the creator, that will always live on and always be in existence because that is the universal energy that creates all life, period. So the moment you focus on that, you'll be able to have all the attributes, you'll be able to have all of those good uh, different components that will make you a master just like it made them a master. My phone is over here going off. Let me go ahead and switch that up. And that is exactly why the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan himself was having a conversation with the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad asked me, he said, he said, Brother Farrakhan, who made you? And he said, oh, you made me, dear apostle, you made me. He said, no, Allah made you. He said, I gave you the same thing I gave everyone. He said, but it's the way that Allah made you to do it the way that you did it. Mm -hmm. So he even the messenger told him, don't <laughs> worship me. It's not me that made you. It is the creator, Allah, that made you because he made me and he made every great one that came before me and every great one that will come after me. So as you said, brother, we will do these works as we're supposed to do these works and greater. Greater works mm -hmm. shall ye do. If we don't do greater works, then there's a problem. Right. <laughs> there's a big problem. If I'm doing the same amount or less than the minister, you're doing the same amount or less than the minister. The minister continues to say, do more. And he said, I'm 83. <laughs> he said, and I'm not done yet. And I'm like, hold on. Okay, he's 83. I'm 28. Okay, I got a lot of catching up to do. And he's still working. And then he even followed that up by saying, you can't kill me. He said, even if you try, I can never die. Then he followed that up by saying, you will deal with me for generations to come. Because Farrakhan means the discrimination. It means choosing and the discerning be able being able to look at what is right from what is wrong it is that ability to come and separate the two so we don't sit here and 
mix truth with falsehood and say, oh yeah, I'm gonna smoke a little bit, drink a little bit, then go pray over here, or go mess with a few females. No, 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 hold up, player. Listen, we can be righteous and gangster. All right, we can be truth traffickers. We can be, as Dr. Kala would say, truth terrorists. You see what I'm saying? We can do that, make it cool in a new paradigm, in a new way, make it fashionable, make it trendy to be conscious again, but not just conscious, but paradigm shifting brothers who bring about a new level of responsibility for our people by taking on the same fight that all of our ancestors took on, but we are elevating it, evolving it, and we will realize that freedom, justice, and equality that they've been fighting for for so long. Shift us. Please. Shift us. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, talk about leaders in this new paradigm. Mm. My question is, in this new paradigm, let's say I'm a leader, and um, now my message is sharp. I'm talking about I'm super sharp. I got the gift of gab. I'm, 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 I'm articulate. I can speak. I'm giving solutions that people could use. The people are using them and they're benefiting from them. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing all types of things. But if you look in my personal life, I'm, I'm cheating on my wife. Mm. I got kids all over the place I'm not taking care of. Um, you know, I'm engaging in drugs, you know, a little cocaine here, a little, uh, you know, a little whatever there. But I'm sharp when it comes to being a teacher. Now, if we're not worshiping the man in this new paradigm, should we let that slide as him being a leader? Or we got to, or does his, sometimes they say, follow the message, not the messenger. Does the message have to follow his own message? Or is it possible he could just be so sharp in delivering it, he don't have to follow it as, only as long as you follow the message? What do y'all think about that? Well, the, uh, <clears throat> the minister actually just made a post about that, actually. He said it's not about actually having the gift of gab. It's not about being uh, charis uh, charismatic. It's about being morally and, and, being, uh, and having good morals and having good characteristics, having good character. Because like Integrity. you said, when you, talk about, when you talk about being articulate and when you talk about truth, to me... In 2018, there's nothing anybody's saying that nobody has never heard before. That's right. With the teachers, we may break it down in a way that maybe the youth can understand. We may throw in some current events. But to me, I, I, I've seen all the conscious videos. I've, I've watched the YouTube channels. Nobody's really revealing any information mm. that nobody has never said. So it's going to take somebody who is morally correct. It's going to take somebody who's patient. It's going to take somebody who's willing to take plenty because that's what a real leader is. If you're just putting out a message, to me, you're just a smart nigga to me. <laughs> so I would call that person a smart nigga. But if you're a leader, that Facts. means you're leading people somewhere and it's going to raise them up for the dead. We always say in the Nation of Islam, we about building business of course That's we right. got farmland of course we got school but we're not necessarily in the business of people we in the uh i'm sorry the uh uh, uh about raising business we're about raising people up mm -hmm. so if you're not making somebody um morally correct and giving sight to the blind and making a dumb speak these are the things that we're supposed to be doing so if you're going to wake somebody up and make them see again and make them hear again you can't make them do that by you not being a good example because then they're going to think they can do the same thing and we know that's going to be um um, bad for our culture If we cheating on our women If we smoking If we drinking If we doing all the kind of crazy things Not living up to the life we want to live Then we're going to produce children That's going to do the same thing Then once we get around a lot of people Who we know Just naturally Get into personality worship So they may follow somebody Or like somebody Because of their personality Then once they get around you They're going to feel like it's you. They're going to start to justify Because you did it Because you're so called Changing the world with your message So I believe Not only do you I, I actually believe Being more 
morally correct and having character is better than somebody who just puts out truth because now you've been an example and you're going to be a part of somebody who can actually change the world because it's not necessarily just all about knowledge is going to change it's about the characteristics going to change because i always say when it comes to economics i may know everything about real estate i may know everything about investing and we may all unite but if we unite and i gotta worry about you sleeping with my woman if we unite and i gotta worry about you being a thief or i gotta worry about you killing me or i gotta worry about you being shady then that's not real unity so we must unite on righteousness not just unite because somebody got a good idea that was powerful um you know it's interesting because when these brothers speak, it just sounds like I'm hearing my own conscious talk. <laughs> you, you actually are. Yes, sir. You yes, sir. Are. But when, when, when I think about this, I want to make people very responsible for what they take. Because last time we was here, we was talking about, you know, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and things of that nature. So I also want people to look at it to where they're responsible for the knowledge that they take in. And I don't remember knowing anything about any one of my teachers in high school or college. But I took that information and left with it in you. Right. But the problem is, we take on all our faults and attach it to our leaders and hope they can hold that burden too. Mm. And if they don't become a reflection of perfection within a message, then it gives us a reason to be hypocritical as well and not take on truth. Right. Right. So it's like, take truth wherever it is. Mm. But just take the truth. I know people who didn't gave me great information in life to where sometimes they positive, sometimes they negative. Sometimes they're nigga, sometimes they're God. And it's like, I only take the God though. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to say, okay, you, you, you was giving me good advice as a God, so I'm gonna take that good advice as a nigga too. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just taking the God. That's right. So for me, it's always seeing like, okay, I'm gonna disassociate because I'm not mm -hmm. worshiping you in the first place. That's right. mm -hmm. So I'm gonna lead you being a leader is me taking the truth from you that I'm following. So I'm not even following you. I'm only following the truth that you have. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you disassociated from the truth. The truth is a universal concept. It's a mathematical thought process. So if a person tell me two plus two equals four, that's a truth they didn't invent. Even if they was the first one that said it, they just discovered it. I appreciate you being a conduit for truth, but I'm not following you. So if that person follows their own truth, then there's somebody that could be worth following but that doesn't mean I have to. So let's say that this has never happened. Not in history. If there was a scandal with Minister Farrakhan. Right. It wouldn't take away from none of the truth that everyone has absorbed from him for the last 60 uh, years. 60 years. Mm -hmm. But that hasn't even happened. And yet people don't follow him because of a lies, not of because of truth. So for me, that's for me, a key is chi is energy. You know what I mean? It's, it's knowledge, it's electrical knowledge that is truth. So if a person was, if Brother Rizzo came and told me nothing but all truth my whole entire life and one day he told me a lie, I'm ignore that lie because I can absorb all of the truth. If somebody feeds me a vegan plate of good food and on the side they put a Snickers bar, I'm ignore the Snickers and eat the vegan food because it's good for me. That's right. That's you know what right. I mean? But people get, people look, are, are, are following false leadership and people are following false truths and false narratives and lies and things of that nature. And they keep attaching, you know, um, what they should do in life by what another person is doing instead of just taking the truth of it and making themselves better. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not perfect. I don't know anybody who is, but I know brothers who striving and I know brothers who thriving. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm getting to that point where 
I want to get it to a point where everything I say, everything that I do, you know, is 1,100 billion percent truth. Because truth is the ability to act. Confidence is the ability to hold on to truth. So when you see the confident guys walk through, they confident because they know that the knowledge that they got is backed by God. They know it's all true. Mm -hmm. You know that the unobliged Muhammad true because he showed and proof, not just because he the unobliged Muhammad and I like the brother, he was cool, he had dope crowns. <laughs> no, the brother had proof. Right. Like this proof. The brother got the businesses. He was almost a hundred millionaire in today's time. His his paradigm is still going. Mm -hmm. There's products that's still being produced from the shifts that he created because we still following the truth. Exactly. We can't follow the man, he's not in front of us. Mm -hmm. We following the mind of the man, like my brother say, but that's the truth. Mm -hmm. If God delivers a message through a messenger, we only follow his truth, not mm -hmm. the man. The man can disappear after the truth is gone. See? I'm good, but what he left behind, I'm with that. Exactly. See, and that is why we're taught a nation of Islam to settle on the best part of one another. Mm -hmm. I can use any one little excuse that my brother does, that the minister does, that one of the local ministers do. One negative thing I can use that and say, oh, good. Boom. Now I can go out and right. right. F up everything. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're going to be sad. Right. You know, it's like, hold on, man. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. If that is all it takes, you wasn't about this from the beginning. Mm. You wasn't serious about this from the beginning. See, when you decide to do something for your people, you make that decision. Mm. It is a personal decision that you, you've seen and observed that your condition as a people is not where you want it to be. And so you find something that will bring about the greatest, greatest elevation, evolution, solutions that your people need, and you follow that. You don't follow the man, you follow the example of good morals, good character. It does not mean that the negative things that the person has done are excused, but we are not the God nor the judge. He or she will have to pay for whatever they do with their Lord, with their God. That's what we're taught. I can't pass judgment on my brother because I'm not the cleanest brother out here. I'm not the most sinless brother. Like No, no, no. I can't sit there and say your sin is worse than mine. No, nah, no sin is greater than the other, brother. It's like, listen, you did some dirt, I did some dirt. How about we say, okay, we got our dirt, toss it over here. What positive stuff have you done? Okay, let me look at that. Let me capitalize off of that. Let's continue to duplicate that. Sisters feel that they can't even step in a mosque or a church because they feel like the stuff that they did in the street is so dirty that they just, they're just too unclean. They can't step in. See, that type of mentality, we have to look at our brother and our sister as ourselves. We are not our condition. We are not our negative circumstance. And any leader who has truly become a leader has gone through some type of trial. And in this world, the Anonymous Louis Farrakhan teaches us that every prophet has sinned. Mm. He said every one of them mm -hmm. have sinned in some way, shape or form. Even Jesus himself said even to think a thought of sin, you have sinned. So it's like, wait a minute, hold on. So you mean to tell me <laughs> not one perfect person is, well, okay, hold on, not one perfect. Even Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is like, hold on. No, 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 he wasn't 100% sinless for those who believe that he even existed. He was not sinless. All of us have sinned in some way, shape, or form. So for me to sit here and use the excuse of something negative that you did is what I'm going to use as a yardstick with which to live my life, then that speaks to me as an individual, and that, that right. tells me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.